Welcome back, folks. Matt with Tales on Trails Deer Tracking. Another episode of Tales on Trails Deer Tracking Podcast. And this is a breaking news alert, if you will. Hot off the presses here in the great state of Michigan. As of today, the Natural Resources Commission has voted to allow off-lead tracking in the great state of Michigan, the first northern state to allow off-lead tracking. If you're a tracker, you know that a lot of southern states do allow it, but northern states don't. Well, we got one northern state that does now. So what does that mean? I don't know for sure. We'll find out. I know that I will not be... I personally will not be uh, off-lead tracking, at least this year. My dog's too young. We still have work to do. I still have uh, to become confident in her recall, although she's pretty decent. Um, I'm not ready for that yet. Not I'm not ready for that. Um, but what does that mean otherwise? It means that uh, deer number, deer recovery numbers should go up. For the re- people who track off lead, generally speaking, the on lead recovery rates in that 35% range will say 30 to 40%. We've talked about that before. Off lead tracking states is much higher. Well, Michigan's an off lead tracking state. So I think it's reasonable to expect that we'll see recovery numbers increase. So that's cool. Um, to go along with that in the state of Michigan, you now are required as a tracker to register with the Department of Natural Resources. There, this is so new, so uh, uh, hot off the presses that you know the details are not out yet, or probably even developed yet. But um, it will require all trackers to be registered with the state. It will require all trackers to report all of their tracks. So up until, uh, you know, today, you know, about four o'clock or whenever they voted, I don't know, this afternoon, you did not have to be registered with the state of Michigan to track deer in Michigan. And you did not have to report those tracks. If you were not registered, you could register. But to... Be re- if you were registered in the state of Michigan, you had to meet certain criteria under the old rule. You had to, one, have a um, UBT certification. Level didn't matter. You just had to have a UBT certification. So a UBT one is fine. You also had to be a CPL holder. You're a CPL holder, and you had a UBT certification. You could send the information in, and of course, I'm sure they'd background check you everything because you had to send your driver's license into. And you would uh, you get your letter from the state saying that you're registered with the state of Michigan, and what that allowed you, if you were a registered tracker, that allowed you to. It allowed the hunter to carry the weapon of season during the track, unloaded, 
crossbows on cocked, vertical bows, no arrow, uh, knocked. Uh, so it allowed the hunter to carry the weapon of season during the track with the dog. It allowed the hunter, only the hunter, to dispatch the deer if you come across it still alive with the weapon of season. And that could have been done at night under artificial lights in the presence of a dog. So that's what being registered prior to today, that's the benefits it, it afforded you. After today, you are required to be a registered tracker. And I think there's, there's going to be an online uh, registration uh, form for you to go do, um, you know, get, get your registration. But uh, you know they've taken away the requirements. You no longer have to be certified by the United Blood Trackers. No credentials required uh, from a tracking perspective. You also no longer have to be a concealed pistol license holder. You don't have to have that. You can, of course, but you don't have to. It is just simply you, you must be 18. In order for them to consider you to be a registered tracker, you must be 18 years old. Uh, best I can tell, and I just got off uh, watching a, um, a Facebook Live with uh, Tracker Mike of Michigan Deer Tracking Hounds. He did a great job of summarizing the uh, new rules, um, which maintained a lot of the old stuff. Now, that also, in Michigan, this is not a change, but uh, none of this change or even previously, uh, did that allow you to trespass? You still cannot trespass. You still have to have permission to cross property lines, you know. So part of the um, criteria, I guess, to track off lead is you must demonstrate you have knowledge of where your dog is at all times. You must be able to demonstrate, and maybe demonstrate's not the right word, but you must be able to show control of your dog. Your dog must come when you call it or tone it or click it or whatever means you use to recall your dog. It must come. So, you know, the means by which you know where your dog is could be anything. You know, if your dog barks, you know where your dog is because it's barking. That's fine. Um, you know, if you use a GPS tracking collar, you know where your dog is because you have the, the GPS locator. If it's within eyesight of you, maybe you have a dog that doesn't track 150 yards out in front of you. Maybe it, maybe it only tracks 30 yards in front of you, which is great, by the way. Um, you know where your dog is, so you meet the criteria. So it's really pretty neat. Um, it should help, it should help the recovery rates. Um, now, you know, it puts a lot of burden on the tracker to operate ethically. Now that's not new. There was always a burden to be responsible and ethical during a track. And... 
you know, it, it's still there and may, maybe it, it, it affords greater opportunity for, for in lack of ethics. You know, I don't know, but I think generally speaking, we're not going to have issues with that. You know, there's always rules and things um, associated with tracking. And there have been no no notable significant uh, infractions, citations uh, of trackers for violating rules. Uh, tracker Mike of Michigan Deer Tracking Hounds was talking about, um, you know, he did a Freedom of Information Act request for uh, to the Michigan Department of Natural Resources inquiring about uh, for information on on tracker citations and and it just re- returned no results. They they didn't have anything to to give him because trackers weren't getting cited because they're following the rules, you know. And and there's no reason that we shouldn't expect that to excuse me. There's no reason we shouldn't expect that to continue. So a lot of fun stuff. Now here here's uh you know there's always a caveat if you will if this is even a caveat but you know you can't now just take your own dog to track your own deer on your own private land without reporting the track or being a registered tracker. You know that is how uh, the rules are being interpreted right now and you know it certainly seems to be the case. Um so if you got a dog you're working on or you think you, you want to see if um, your your porch pooch, your old Fido, could find a deer, you, you're supposed to register with the DNR and you're supposed to uh, call in that track. When I say call in the track, you know, if you're a registered tracker prior to the new rules today, you had to report the track. And it's very easy to do. You know, in Michigan, we have the the RAP line, the report all poaching line. You can call it or you can text it. And you have to text tracker name, tracker address, tracker phone number. You have to report um, hunter's name, hunter's license number, and where you're tracking, you know, the, the, the closest crossroad. You know, so you have to report that stuff. And then you have an obligation within 12 hours of dispatching a deer, the hunter dispatching the deer, or concluding a track. Otherwise, you have to report back to the DNR through the report all poaching hotline. You have to report that that track is closed. And it's really not a problem. I mean, before I got registered, I was a little hesitant because I didn't know how much of a pain that was going to be last year. It's not a pain. You know, it's pretty simple. You just really, you take a picture of the hunter's license. It's got his name and it's got all the information they need. And you just text the, the rap line, uh, the, the other information that's required and you're done. When you conclude the track, you know, you, you close the track by, let's say you found a deer. You would report, um, you know, close close the berger track, uh, deer recovered, buck. You know, or you know what, I guess I have to back up. Part of what we have to, we're, we're obligated to report 
on the front end to start a track is are we tracking a buck or a doe? Um, so, you know, when you close a track, you have to report whether the deer was found and um, if the deer was dispatched. And that's just so, you know, they want to know where you're at, that you're out there. So when someone gets up in the middle of the night and you're out tracking in the middle of the night and they look out their kitchen window and they see lights trompsing through the woods and then a few minutes later they hear the hunter shoot his 450 or his 30 out six if you're in the northern part of the state and um he calls report uh you know the the rap line to report all poaching line because he thinks he's got a poacher out there the dnr now knows that no um tracker mad is out there and they, they must have just dispatched a deer you know, now that doesn't mean the DNR wouldn't cruise out there just to see what's going on. I don't know. I haven't had it happen, but I, you know, some folks have. Um, but anyway, it's not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. I think it's a good thing. It just, it just um, promotes accountability, and, and we should be accountable. We should be responsible and accountable. And I have zero problem with that. So ultimately, man, this is this is a great thing. Um, it's a great thing. You know, time will tell if there are any, um, any issues with, um, ethics. I don't think there will be. I don't think there will be. There hasn't been so far. There's no reason to think or to expect that there will be. At some point in time, something will happen because the longer something goes, you know, something's going to happen. There's nothing ever happens until it happens the first time. But all in all, man, you know, the the incidents, the number of incidents are going to be fractional. You know, it's just, it's just going to be a non-issue. There will be far more people from a percentage standpoint violating hunting laws than there are going to be trackers you know, breaking any tracking rules that that's, um, almost certain. So a lot of good stuff for the state of Michigan, man. And and it's going to be interesting to see how this evolves and what, what, um, what comes of this from here, you know, probably the next, the next, um, um, order of business, if you will, for the tracking community in Michigan will be to uh, advocate for and and lobby for uh, tracker dispatch, which means, you know, if we come across a live, uh, a, a fatally wounded live animal, then uh, the tracker is able to dispatch it. We don't have to wait for the hunter, you know. So is that a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing. You know, there are some things to consider there. You know, let's say you're tracking this massive deer during archery season. And you're carrying your 9 millimeter with Federal HST plus P, you know, plus P plus ammo. Um, and you come across the deer and it's still alive. And the hunter is quite a ways behind you because he can't keep up with you and your dog. Believe me, that happens quite a bit. And you can dispatch the deer. So you do. Now, all of the sudden, 
not only was that a great big deer, it was a state record deer. A state record archery deer. Or or maybe it wasn't a state record. Maybe it was eligible for Pope and Young just from a score perspective. Well, because the tracker dispatched it with a pistol, I think that deer is no longer eligible to be recorded in Pope and Young. Now, I wouldn't swear to that, but I believe that right now. And may, perhaps I'm wrong. If if um, if somebody listening to this podcast and and knows uh, that rule, man, go on Tales on Trails, um, Tales on Trails Deer Tracking on Facebook and, and shoot me a note. Look me up. Shoot me a note. I, I'd I'd love to hear from you. But uh, pretty neat stuff, guys. A lot, a lot of fun. But it'll, it'll be interesting to see if we are the first domino of the northern states and what this does for surrounding states. What's this going to do for Illinois, Ohio, Indiana, Wisconsin, Minnesota? You, you know, are we going to are we going to creep east? What's it going to do for Pennsylvania and New Hampshire and and um, you, you know th- those states out there? You know, it's going to be it'll be interesting to see. That's going to take time. You know, if, if, you know, not likely any of those states are going to go off lead for this year, but I don't know how their, how their legislation works. So maybe, I, I, maybe it's possible, but I just think it's probably not likely. Now I say that, but I don't know what move may already be underfoot in those other states to advocate for off lead as well. You know, perhaps, and this is, I'm just, this is total speculation. I have, because I have no idea, but perhaps they're already working on it and they're, you know, along into the process and, you know, Michigan went and maybe that was just the, just what they needed to push them off the fence. I don't know, you know, so who knows? It'll, It'll be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see. So You'll see a lot of stuff on people's uh, tracking pages. I'll put something up on mine when I know, you know, when it gets a little more solid, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll copy and paste the text or, or actually attach the, the actual document uh, on Tales on Trails Deer Tracking on Facebook. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll do another podcast to talking to somebody about it and we'll, we'll read the rules. I don't know. But this is so hot, hot off the presses. Uh, like I said, uh, Tracker Mike Reapin of uh, Michigan Deer Tracking Hounds just uh, got done with his Facebook Live. He's been working very, very hard on this for a long time, um, four or five years. Um, and, you know, we finally got there. So he was certainly instrumental in the efforts. There were a lot of people that provided feedback and stuff along the way. I, I just... Uh, uh, kind of new to it, so I started following it along. Um, you know, watching the the meetings of the the NRC meetings and and things like that on on Facebook, and you know when they were Facebook living them, but you know and keeping up with uh, the Michigan Deer Tracking Network and uh, the updates that the admins are putting out on the topic there, and and watching Mike's um, you know Facebook and, and his updates. So it's been a lot of fun, a lot a lot of neat stuff and. You know, I just wanted to pop on and and um, knock out a knock out a breaking news alert. State of Michigan, the first northern state to allow off lead tracking. So there you have it, folks. 
quick little 20 minute podcast talking about off lead tracking. You know, if you are a Michigan tracker, you know, look up the um, look up the statutes and the legislation. It's out there. Just Google it. Um, you know, watch the tracking pages. Um, talk talk to your local tracker and and see what they have to say about it. But uh, more to come, guys. Yeah, more to come. So um, we'll just see how it goes. And I am working on um, getting other guests, other trackers on to. Uh, discuss tracking so there'll be some more of that stuff coming up soon so uh guys thanks for listening just uh, like i said just a quick 20 minute 21 minute uh podcast to talk about the breaking news in michigan so uh more the good less the bad talk to you soon guys